Hello and welcome to Back to Basics with Sandra and Lyndall. Today we are discussing are influencers responsible for creating unrealistic standards on how to live your life? So Sandra, do you think social media is the new Dolly magazine? Yes, I do. Um, Only because when we were younger, like we used to just Every week. I don't know about you, but I used to wait for the latest release of Dolly Magazine, yeah. right? And then... Dolly, Cleo. Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Um, and I used to buy... Like, I would buy the magazine for, say, that lip gloss that would be on the front page or that, you know, that new that Revlon. <laughs> yeah, the freebie, right? But it's... it. We were influenced by what was on that front page. So yeah. it was like, you know, five steps to lose five kilos by summer. Yeah. Or the best ab exercise, you know? Totally wild. and But it's so funny that you say that because I feel like that type of advertising is still around and it's that clickbait advertising mm. that really still sucks people into this day. And it's something that frustrates me so much because it's so false. Mm. And, you know, I think there's been such an evolution with social media as well. Like I've been on social media for probably 20 years now and it started with, like Live Journal and Tumblr, like way back when. And, and I have not heard of Live Journal, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a, it's a like blogging platform, okay. essentially, and it's still around. Mm-hmm. And I actually started my first business on Live Journal. Yeah, wild. Yeah, selling hair extensions. Wild. wild yeah. As you do when you're 15. <laughs> pretty funny. Um, but it was it's really interesting to see how it's evolved. Mm. You know, it started with those platforms. We moved on to, say, MySpace. Oh, MySpace with the music. Having the top eight (laughs) friends list is so savage. Can I say my husband was in my top eight? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like my top eight was just like a revolving door of people that I was just, you know, liking at the time or having fights with at the time. It's pretty funny. Um, You know, you you got your MySpace, but then we obviously moved on to like your YouTube, Mm -hmm. your Facebook, your Instagram, and now it's your TikTok as well. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting to watch the transition and, to watch different types of people become, I guess, influencers on those platforms as well. Because I think so many of us aspire to be some kind of influencer in a way because there's some kind of like celebrity status aligned with being an influencer. And I feel like yeah. people almost kind of put them on a pedestal. Yeah, we do. And idolise them yeah. and want to know what they're doing and, you know, you know what they're using, what they're buying, like all of this sort of stuff. And I think it's just so wild to, to watch so I mean what's your opinion on the evolution of social media for yourself look I honestly only use social media to connect with family and friends that was initially yeah. all that I used it for Facebook was you know all the people that I went on like Kentucky tour with or all the people I went to high school with it was just yeah. reconnecting with them uh, and then I actually didn't wasn't interested in going on to Instagram to be honest back when it first came out and then people were phasing off Facebook and going on to Instagram. I'm like, shit, I need to keep up with the times. Now I need to move on to Instagram. And again, I didn't use it for anything. I actually didn't like the whole layout of it. Um, And then when my business, you know, started to evolve and and take off a little bit, I noticed that people were using Instagram and sharing a lot of posts and things that other people were putting on there. And I thought, holy crap, they're sharing other people's things. I need to start putting stuff on. there so people can start being influenced by what I'm what my messaging uh so you know I'm very cautious about what images I portray on there like you'll see me training my gym with like in the back of my house with bags and the worst lighting ever and then you've got the polished really you know extreme kind of best lighting best makeups hair slicked back that sort of thing as well and it's there's uh, two extremes you know and um 
I think we need to be careful that we get a balance of both because if you're constantly consuming the perfection, mm. you're going to be chasing this unrealist, unrealistic um, version of yourself. That's yeah. not real. That's not actually real. Yeah. You know, social media, you're a social media manager. Elaborate on, on what that means. Why are you in that job? I mean, I love social media yeah. and I think we can all sit here and say to some degree we're guilty of putting out content that we have perhaps altered in some way, whether yes. it's editing photos or editing videos or even perhaps creating content that might stretch the truth a little bit. And, you know, it's something that I do in my job, yeah. right? It's it's creating content that essentially sells a product or sells a service. That's what marketing and social media is there for, yeah. essentially, when it comes to business purposes. You know, obviously people use it for social purposes mm -hmm. as well. Um, but a lot of people do use it for business purposes and especially when you kind of create a business online or you kind of get to that influencer status as well, it makes sense to use social media to monetize mm -hmm. something, mm -hmm. right? If you've got a following, you might as well use it to make money at the end of the day. Yeah. But, you know, you also got to think about, well, you know, like where is the line between showing up mm -hmm. and being real, mm -hmm. being your authentic self and where's the line between oversharing? Yeah. Because I feel like there's so many cringe factors on social media at the mm -hmm. moment. Like there's so many people that I've had to literally unfollow because I'm like, I, I do can't the same. watch your content. Yeah, anymore. Like, I do the and same. And I think, you know, we're in, the, we're in the day and age of especially Instagram and TikTok where people are just doing whatever it takes to get a like, yeah. to get a share, to get, you know, a brand deal, whatever it might be. And some of it I just watch and I go, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, I can't. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to use, like, some examples that I don't necessarily like mm -hmm. consuming. Mm -hmm. And that is, like, say, a day in the life of mm -hmm. or what's on my plate. Yes. Or, you know, like, follow me for my morning routine. Yeah. You know, because I can tell you right now when I watch that sort of content, you know, and don't get me wrong, I know some people watch that content and they it really inspires them or they can – really align with that sort of content. Mm -hmm. But I watch that sort of content and I go, how you are looking yeah. on camera yeah. during your morning routine, routine. Mm. is the complete opposite <laughs> to what I look like yeah. when I actually do my real morning routine. When I get out of bed, I've got no eyelashes mm. on, my hair is in a pineapple on top of my head, yeah. I'm probably wearing, you know, my oldest set of track pants. Yeah. I'm not wearing some cute Peter Alexander, you know, exactly or something like that. And it's kind of like... I understand that the content that you're trying to create is showcasing somewhat of your authentic life. Yeah, but I don't. But it's not. I don't see that. I, I don't, don't see, see that, that at ever. all. And what you've you've gotten up, what ten minutes before, and you've set the camera up to film <laughs> yourself, putting your makeup on before you actually climbing go to out the gym. of bed, and then you do the stretch, and the you know the covers go over so nicely. You put your <laughs> fresh slippers on. Like I don't. And then you pour the lemon water, oh like, you know, God. the apple cider vinegar. Which you know. tastes like <laughs> shit anyway. Like, why? I know. And I don't I, – I would love to know, like, if anyone out there can comment and let us know, what is it about that sort of content that actually does appeal to you? Because, you know, I think we can both agree that it doesn't appeal to either of us. Um, and that's why I would never create that kind of content yeah. for myself mm -hmm. as well. You know, the kind of content that I create is the kind of content that I like to consume. As well, and that's the mixture between you know fitness related stuff, you know stuff on my my family or mm -hmm. my dogs, um, you know beauty related stuff, and and that sort of content. Mm -hmm. Like 
you know, a day on day on the plate or a day in the life of that sort of stuff, I don't enjoy consuming because I'm so aware that chances are it's very much not authentic. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. And but some people I because I, I, I sometimes read these comments, mm-hmm. the comments of people on these sorts of posts and you know, it's, they they get inspiration. They find inspiration in these. Oh, type of and they want to know well. where you're getting that particular sh- like shoe from. Where are those sneakers from? Yeah. Where is this from? Where's that from? One of the ones that I absolutely hate and I cringe a lot at is, is the um, and I'm, I'm I'm only speaking about this. I speak about this a lot. The thing about mothers where we do the six months in, six months out, mm. the before and afters. And me and you had this really, you know, interesting conversation about that sort of thing where influencers are putting this on their platforms. Yeah. And it's and they say, this is not a before and after. They, they put this disclaimer, this is not a before and after. It is a before and after. <laughs> you were pregnant in one and you're no longer pregnant in the other. So it's literally a before and after of yeah. your pregnancy. And they say, you know, I'm not trying to – everyone's journey is different – but you're actually it's it's very toxic you yeah. know it's very much saying look at my body you're showcasing that you've been able to bounce back you know mm. something that I've spoken about before bounce back and other people don't we just we're also completely different and i think it's very dangerous to send that kind of messaging out into the world even if you're not genuinely meaning to do it mm. and i think they actually do it on purpose come to think of it because you negative uh, comments are still comments. So people that are commenting, you know, not so, you know, positive comments are still giving that person mm. the fuel that they're after. Yeah. And it's still creating those, you know, those posts going up in people's feeds. So they do it. They're doing it for a reason. Yeah. And I think it's, I've got a really close friend that always said that perception is truer than a fact. Mm-hmm. You know, how people perceive you kind of almost means more than the actual truth. Yeah. And I think social media is a great place where you can literally make up any kind of image that you want to betray. Yeah, you like can make up a brand, you can make up a business, you can even make up a person. And I see it time and time again, especially with people that I've followed for quite a long time that have kind of transitioned themselves or transitions that transition their business ideas. And I see what they're kind of putting out there now and yeah. I'm like that is not real like, yeah that is so fake and I can't follow you anymore mm. because I know that it's not truthful yeah and I think we have to be aware of that as well like we all consume content mm. every single day we're scrolling through the yeah. apps you know we're, we're reading magazines or you know we're reading blogs all of that sort of stuff like we're we're exposing ourselves to this kind mm-hmm. of like this kind of content every single day and that's fine i do it mm-hmm. i enjoy doing it mm-hmm. but i think we have to be aware of the type of message that it's mm-hmm. sending to each of us as mm-hmm. well because it's not always truthful and when i say that i don't necessarily mean that these people that are you know executing this sort of content mean to do that mm-hmm. or mean to portray that image but that's how it comes across. Yeah, you know it what does. I mean? It definitely does. And, you know, people, like, they, they love it. Like, they – I don't know what it is that people have lost the ability to turn inwards when they're looking for what shoe to buy or what, you know um, – what sort of car they want to buy or what, what they well, – their next decision mm. is influenced by the influencer. Yeah. It's not – they're not going off what they – what their deep down desires are anymore. It's, Mm. you know, what's my favourite person doing? What's my favourite bikini model doing now? You know, and that's what they follow. And I think that people, influencers, 
they really need to sit back and think about who the, who their audience is and who their potential audience is. Because when I was 16 or 15, I never had a phone or had access to social media. Yeah. The other day, you know, I sent you a photo of a, a girl going to a formal and she had like this – she was on TikTok creating a t- like a, a post about her form, and I'm like, I would never do that. I had to click a normal camera with a film in it. I didn't even make it to my phone. You know, yeah. <laughs> I left You're school. You're banned. You're banned. <laughs> I was the naughty child. Yeah. But it's so true. Like, I remember when I first started on Instagram, like, I was posting photos of my lunch. <laughs> or, the new shoes that I bought. Yeah. And that I, you know, a photo that I took with yeah. my iPhone 1. Yeah. And now it's. Yeah, I would never post that. Yeah, you know what I mean because it's also that uh, concept of not everyone needs to know everything about you. I know. And I even think about that when I'm posting content as well. Like mm-hmm. I share a lot on mm-hmm. social media. I do. Like yeah. I'm a pretty open person. I've got no qualms about sharing my life. But yeah. there's also things that I would just never share. Yeah. And I just really feel like some people kind of overshare a little bit. Mm. Like. Not everyone needs to know everything that you're doing in a day. Not yeah. everyone needs to know everything about your mental health issues. Not oh no. everyone needs to know everything about your dog. Like, yeah. like who Are you is- sure? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that, no, honestly, no, coming back to that, the, the, the crying, I don't know about you, but when I cry, like you do not want to see me and I do cannot. You set up the camera to film yourself crying. No. This, is, this is so funny and yeah, I, I mean, I was talking to you about this previously yeah. only because I follow an influencer that I, I've honestly followed her for like 10 yeah. years. And she she did a post a couple of months back where she'd literally set the camera up to film herself crying. Yeah, oh, what is with and that? And I just, it was, I just got the ick, like yeah. massive cringe factor yeah. because, you know, the, the whole caption as well was like, you know, everyone's got demons and, you know, I'm a, you know everyone, it's okay to <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. have shit days. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of look at that and be like, firstly, who sets up a camera to film themselves? Like, yeah, yeah. I firstly, can't. Like, That's just it's too much. You know, and then secondly, like, not everyone needs to know everything yeah. about you. And I, I couldn't help but go into that post and read the comments because, look, I would say 50% of them were like, you know, here for you, babe, sending yeah. love, like, blah, blah, blah. And then 50% of them were thinking exactly what I was yeah. thinking, like, what do you yeah. trying to do with this post? Like, yeah. who sets up a camera and was, to film themselves? Was it different to all her other posts? Yes. It was different? Okay. Yes. And I think it's that whole, like, tapping into people's, yeah. like, issues around mindset and self-worth and mm. self-confidence and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I get the purpose of the post. You're, you're trying to show people your authenticity. but And shed light on mental health. And shed light yeah. on mental health. But... Oh, cringe. Like, no, I, I just can't. I ugly cry. So I can't even <laughs> imagine if someone set up a camera, if I set my camera up to film myself crying, like, you would unfollow me in a heartbeat. Like, it's, it's actually disgusting. Would. Like, you know, and I don't understand why people, all right, maybe like a couple of posts here and there, but then to do it all the time is just, it's, it's very unhealthy. And then, you know, you almost think, like, me, because I don't post anything like that. All my stuff is very, like, it's not social media worthy, mm. as I would say, um, but I can't imagine doing that. And also just thinking about the people that are watching that, like you said, half of them would be like, oh, babes, I'm here for you. Mm. Like, is it a cry for attention yeah. or are you genuinely sharing or are you doing it for likes and comments? Like, what are you baiting from that? I think a lot of it is validation. Like, I actually yeah. strongly believe that a lot of social media influencers actually have terrible mental health. Okay. And... 
they post or they feel the need to post for those likes and comments and validation. And it's so interesting when I see certain influencers over time get cancelled. Yeah. You know, we've got that cancel culture and they get cancelled and all of a sudden they're not getting those likes, follows and validation anymore and they just spiral. Yeah. Like it's actually really interesting to watch. But it also goes to show that the power of social media is so strong as well. And I think all of these sorts of influencers that choose to monetize their social media, a lot of them become you know, coaches and some, or I guess some of the ones that we follow specifically being in the health and fitness industry, you know, a lot of them are some sort of coaches, you know, fitness coaches, nutrition coaches, mm-hmm. mindset coaches, life coaches, all of that sort of stuff. But you can't really showcase a qualification online no. as well. Like you can, and like I said before, perception is truer than a fact. You yeah. can honestly create any sort of business that you like. So many people that I've seen or know, They've done one bodybuilding show and then all of a sudden they're, they're selling, a coach. They're, they're yeah. coach selling fitness programs. It's crazy. You mm-hmm. know, well they're they're a fitness coach that has become a life coach. Yeah. You know, like what even what mm. kind of certification do you even need to become a life coach? Yeah. And, you know, and what do you even gotta do for that person? You know, how do you uh, track the progress of a mind coach, you know, or like a mindset coach, you know, and then all like a, a business coach as well, mm. like fitness coaches that have six become six figure income, oh. come and join my team. Let me help you create a seven-figure income when I'm renting a house. Yeah, I know. It's insanity. If I'm going to invest money in you and your business, you need to have what I don't. Exactly. You need to have achieved already what you were trying to sell me. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that, and I know you don't have that, then how can I trust that the content that you're putting out there is truthful? You know, and it's such a lie. And Mm. You know, like I said before, I work in marketing, I work in social media. It's very easy to create content to suck people in. Would you, if someone asked you to create um, like a a suite of content for them and you knew deep down that genuinely they weren't that person that they're trying to portray, how do you go, how do you overcome that? Because that's your job. It is my job. Um... But now I guess I have a little bit of flexibility when it comes to who I work with. Okay. Right? So I'm never going to work with someone that's going to negatively affect my image or my values or my morals because I don't agree with that Mm -hmm. or I don't align with that. Mm -hmm. And I think if someone is blatantly lying on social media, it's so unhealthy Mm -hmm. for the consumers, especially Mm -hmm. if they've got a large following. Mm -hmm. You're going to be affecting so many people that we don't really even think about. Yeah. So I guess, you know, a, a question for you would be, do you really think influencers are responsible for creating unrealistic standards on how to live your life or, you know, the type of body that you should have or things you should wear? Yeah. You know, I never felt that I would be comparing myself to other people, like, mm-hmm. because I'm I really... I'm different to everyone and I've accepted that for a very long time. But it's, you know, you look at the mums on social media and I always refer to the mum thing because I'm in that phase of my life. But how are they so put together? Like how are people that are pregnant glowing? are they put together or is that the image they portray? Right. So, but it does. It makes you think like, geez, I I wake up and I look like hell because I've had the worst night's sleep. Got an eyelash on my Right. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) And then you've got these influencers that are waking up and they've got the baby you know well put together they're well put together with their big sunnies on Mm. they're heading out for a coffee like my pram is disgusting because i've dropped all my coffee all over it there's milk stains everywhere and it's like but then you can't help but compare yourself to what you're seeing on there because it's like hold on i'm a woman she's a woman she's got a kid i've got a kid 
she's got a husband that works, I've got a husband that works, and what we can't, like, I can't do what she's doing. No, sweetheart, you can't because she's getting paid to do that. Yeah. You're getting paid to, like, you're not even getting paid paid in hugs and kisses (laughs) to be a mum and run a household, but... It's just, it's really difficult. It's almost like we need to normalise not looking perfect all the time. Oh, and, and I do that a lot. You know, yeah. I say this with my hand in the air saying yeah. I edit my photos. Yeah. You know, I will like potentially retouch my skin or yeah. whatever before I put a photo online. Mm-hmm. But I think people go to extremes yeah. when it comes to that as well, like editing the perfect lifestyle. So I think, you know, when, when it comes to, you know, the sorts of people that you're talking about, it's really kind of normalizing the things that are ugly. Mm. You know, nobody wants to see things that are ugly, you know, because at the end of the day, if we're talking about an influencer that's monetizing their brand, we don't want to buy ugly. No. You know what I mean? I we know. don't want to buy uncomfortable. But then there's some people that do relate to that. There's some people that do relate to the the normal, like the normal um posts you know where they go oh like I can relate to you so much because you know I also had a rough night (laughs) not the crying posts but um (laughs) you know there's some people that do like it and I think that the older we get the more that we're seeing through the bullshit which is really good to see like a Mm. lot of people I know have started to unfollow that unrealistic stuff you know that they're consuming um which is really good and I think the more that we do that the more that we start to call people out on their Mm. bullshit the better it will be in 10 years' time when the younger generation are growing up with more social media platforms. I can't imagine what's next. You know, there's TikTok, there's going to be all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I would love to see that. Not people being cancelled, but just the shit that they're putting out there, like I just being so called hard. out. It's so hard though because you've got people like the Kardashians, mm-hmm. as an example. Oh, Massive my goodness. influencer family got their own TV show. Yeah. Everything. And I can't help but follow all of them. <laughs> Even though I know they edit, all their follow, yeah. uh, they edit all their photos. Yeah. I know that what the, the content that they put out there is not real. Like it's so yeah. inauthentic, you know, because they're trying to create an image mm. and they've got several brands and I like I understand that. But I can't help but watch them. It's what like, are you a, watching it's them like for? a car crash that yeah. I can't look away from. But do you watch them to cringe? Because I sometimes do that. I continue watching mm. people or looking at their stories to cringe and just to, <laughs> just to confirm that I still like hate their content. <laughs> just to confirm that I'm still better than you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Why do you watch the Kardashians? I, I can't. I can't. I just think it's hilarious. Okay. Like I remember last time I went to America. Yeah. If we ever not going out and doing yeah. something, I'd be like, we've got to put the Kardashian. Okay. Stuff. Like, I've got yeah, to watch yeah. it because it's just so dramatic, like over dramatic. Yeah. It's so. I guess that's why I love Jersey Shore. It's that reality. <laughs> it's that reality. And I don't watch reality yeah. TV. Like, it's just not. Reality yeah. TV in Australia is the worst. It thing is. Ever. Yeah. Um, but I can't look away from the Kardashians. And I think it's the same with a lot of other influencers that I follow as well. Like, I can never relate to any of the content they post. Mm-hmm. We are not alike in any way. But I can't look away. Yeah. You know, it's just, I just, and nothing that you put out there is ever going to influence me. I just can't look away. It's like, you know, every week my mum used to buy, um, what is it, Women, Women's Day? Yes. Or New Idea or oh, That's yes. Life. New Idea. Yeah, New Idea or That's Life. And, um, like, it was just shit, right? So they would put, like, a, a grab line on the front page you know, like the soup diet or whatever, right? And the so my mum would – Yeah, the cabbage diet. My mum would buy it and the the content that she was buying it for was about that big. Yeah. Right? So it was like the smallest part of the magazine but you'd buy the whole thing. And you'd just like flick through it and you'd consume whatever was in there. Um, but every single week 
she wasn't getting anything out of it, but she just continued to buy it and continued to buy it and continued to buy it, right? She was being influenced. Yeah, in some way, but it's the same thing. So with social media, you just continue to scroll, you continue to look, you continue to like. But have you ever been influenced by social media to buy something? Don't know. Oh, maybe magnetic lashes. (laughs) (laughs) But that was genuine. They They worked. (laughs) Okay, plug. If you're listening, magnetic latch whoever's got them, they actually work. Oh, so just so you know. But Maybe that, I need them for, to fix my yeah, life today. <laughs> um, but some, some, yeah, I don't, um, the day in the life stuff, no, not at all. Mm. I don't believe, like, uh, you know, I, I, uh, yeah, I've got a lot to say, but yeah, that I just, they, they do put a lot of stuff out there and I see people just f- like completely frothing over it and they just want to be like these people. And I'm like, that's their full-time job. Yeah. A lot of these bikini models as well that have done their shows, they've won their pro cards and now that's their full-time job to yeah. be influencers. But you know what I think? I think what's going to happen if all these social media platforms one well, day collapse? What are you going to do? Do you have anything else behind you mm. to continue your lifestyle and the the influence that you lead? What are you going to do? I think for, yeah, I mean, it's such a good question to discuss because I think for a lot of these people, it is short term. And that's mm. why, you know, you watch people that get cancelled and they really start to struggle because yeah. they've potentially been doing YouTube or social media for X amount of years They've got no life skills. Mm. They've got no business skills or work like work life skills. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden they've got to go find themselves a job yeah. at like 25, 30. Like what like what are you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just really interesting to watch. And it's an interesting discussion to have. But I can definitely say that I've been influenced to buy things mm-hmm. on social media. Not so much TikTok, but more so Instagram, because I follow a lot of like Activewear brands. Oh, activewear, like yeah, that yeah. Sort of stuff, but I've never watched an influencer be like, hey guys, so so many of you have been, been asking, asking me. Babe, no one's <laughs> been asking you. No one has been asking you. Like, God. but so I've funny. never really been influenced by that sort of content. Yeah, like, yeah. No one's asking me like about like my hair extensions, you know, so I just thought I'd share uh, the brand. No one's been asking, uh, firstly. No. Secondly, this is a paid ad yeah. from that brand. Mm. And I just can't get on board with it because it's not real. I'm going to do it tonight with my magnetic <laughs> lashes. I'm like, I've been asking. I'm going to do it. And you're going to film it and we're going to no. monetize this. <laughs> uh, but it's so easy to do. It's yeah. so easy to do. The only thing I ever put on there, honestly, is my oats and my protein. And that's it because that's the only thing that I like swear by yeah. that I love, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, as well, people – they may not um, actually like the products that they're selling, but they'll do it anyway to make a buck. Yeah, it's so sad. But I think that there's a there's a difference because yeah. I've had quite a few brands contact mm. me to you know advertise on my social media or have me create content for yeah. them, and that's fine. Um, and I have done it before, and I will do it again. Mm. But I need to be able to align with yeah. the brand. They have to align to my values and my morals, otherwise. I don't care about the money. Mm-hmm. Like it's not important to mm-hmm. me because I want to make sure that I'm putting out content that I agree with, but also my followers are going to agree mm-hmm. with as well. You know, I feel like you can really see when someone puts out content that is nothing like anything they've posted before. And you're like, I know you've just got a massive paycheck for that mm-hmm. and that's it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think 
when it comes to influencing people with content as well, I think another interesting question is, you know, are we creating content to influence people or are we creating content now for just likes and follows? Because I think the new age of TikTok, we've got all of these trends. Yeah. You know, people just doing these dances. Hilarious. Could you imagine me doing a dance? <laughs> um, and, but they get, <laughs> you're, you're imagining it, aren't you? You are. Um, but they're doing these dances. Yeah, for and likes and engagement. And they're blowing up. Mm. Like they're, they're going viral. Famous mm. for doing these. Mm. Da- like I would rather roll in broken glass mm. than yeah. do a TikTok yeah, honestly, <laughs> I want to. You're gonna do it though. <laughs> Just as an experiment, Lindell is doing a TikTok dance to and see get, how far it goes. I'll get two views. Yeah, let me tell you. You know what I've seen the rise of? Um, the rise of you know the um the plus size movement, right? Mm. But there's also this thing where it says, um, and I hate it. It's bodies like this can also look like this, and then oh, you have these yeah. skinny girls like really trying to get those rolls out. Like they try and you know like. <laughs> Like, like your after photo is my everyday photo. Um, and it's like they're, they're, they're not plus size or they're not even like curvy. They don't have roles and they're trying to fit into the trends just mm. so they can go viral and get shared and all that sort of thing. Mm. And it's like they're making them – they're like morphing their body into that way to be like the girls that are trending at the moment. It's insanity. Well, I think even like that sort of content has been done for many, many years in like – The reverse. Weight loss campaigns yeah, where the reverse. kind of – pull down their undies to make them the look really flattering yeah. and say this is a before photo mm. and then they pull out their under- undies so it's a little bit more flattering yeah. and then that's the after photo. Yeah. And the whole transition took a total of five seconds. Yeah. So I think this is just kind of a different form of the other way. that sort of content. True. Where people are, again, trying to showcase what a realistic body looks like but actually not. not. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, like they because can't do it. Let's be honest, you know, we're going to take – 50 selfies and we're going to post the best one Mm -hmm. you know we're going to post the one where we look the slimmest you know where our you know we're we're on the a nice best angle you know our hair looks nice we're going to post the best one yeah and we all do it right but it's it's the same with that sort of content like if if you if i take a photo standing front on i'm not going to look as nice what I would consider nice as if I was on a slight angle with, you know, my booty popped and all of that sort of stuff. On your left side. On my, It's always <laughs> got to be my left side, guys. My left side is my good side and she makes, you know, firsthand see the bullying that I have to receive from Sandra every single day. Um, no, but it's so true though, mm. you know, like you, if you post an ugly angle of yourself, yeah. you're going to look ugly. You know, if you mm-hmm. post a, a good angle of yourself where you feel confident and you feel mm-hmm. sexy, you're going to look so much better. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I understand the purpose of the content. You're kind of trying to create a realistic expectation around what an ideal body should look like or an ideal woman should look like. But an, uh, there's no ideal, mm. you know, like an authentic body shape is the one that you have. Mm-hmm. How it looks all the time, mm-hmm. not just on your best or your worst angles. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I guess when it comes to filtering that sort of, content because I think it is hard mm-hmm. you know we have like I mean I follow so many people and you're you're constantly being shown these sorts of images and you know now you've got that new feature on Instagram where people can show other people's content and you share other people's stories and this and that like then you're automatically consuming you're getting other stuff yeah other people as well and yeah. then you go into the discover pages on TikTok and Instagram and then mm. you're consuming that content even though you're not you don't necessarily want want yeah. to 
you know, how do you filter your content to not have a negative effect on you? I just go, whatever I see that doesn't sit right with me or makes me feel an emotion that is negative, I, li- I seriously just unfollow unless mm. I want to continue watching the cringe a little bit more. <laughs> but because sometimes I get... Or like send it to you and yeah, be like, yeah. oh, babe, that's so cringe. <laughs> sometimes I look at it and I get inspired at the cringe stuff because I'm like, I don't want to be that. And then mm. I will propose something that's doing the opposite to what that's making me feel like yeah. because I want to send a completely different message. Um, so I just, you know, I look at it and I if it's making me feel ick or negative or making me question my value or my worth then I unfollow yeah. um and sometimes it's you know my own friends or people that I consider you know consider friends or close with and I will do it because I'm protecting my my mindset mm. I'm protecting how I think about myself and that is so important you know mm. how about yourself very similar actually and I think now that I do work more so in the social media marketing space mm-hmm. I'm more aware mm-hmm of the type of content that people put out and whether or not it's edited. Because I remember I used to look at, you know, let, I'm going to use the Kardashians again yeah. because I think everyone knows what they look like. But, you know, I used to look at photos of them and be like, you know, how, why do they have such a perfect hourglass body? Yeah. Why do they never seem to age? And, you know, what I didn't realise is that they had all of these surgeries, you know, to help them look like that. And I just, I, I wouldn't even be, I mean, obviously they've got, personal trainers and chefs and you know I get that side of things but you know I would have never considered something like surgery to help them achieve that perfect image well look how they've completely done the opposite of the hourglass to now well it's it's really interesting to watch that transformation as well and it really kind of showcases how you know those sorts of influences can really navigate trends and really I guess set the trends as well they do you know, you see the transition. We, I think we spoke about this in, in the first podcast, the transition of body image from, you know, back in the 90s where it's that her- heroin chick into, you know, the more curvy sort of bodies mm-hmm. and, you know, body acceptance and all of that sort of stuff. And now we're heading back into that heroin chic, you know, sort of phase because of what influences like that are yep. doing. And it's so hard not to look at that and be like, oh, she looks really good. Mm-hmm. You know, she looks really good in that dress or that outfit. You know, I want to look like that. And I think we have to be aware of those sorts of internal conversations yeah. and how they're actually affecting us as mm-hmm. well. Because I know for a fact that I do not have that heroin chic look. And I will never yeah. have that. I am a big booty bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am here speaking for yes, my sister. sisters. Yes, sister. Um, <laughs> and I will never have that body. Yeah. And, you know, if this was me 10 years ago mm-hmm. when I maybe didn't feel as confident in myself, mm. I would have looked at those sort of images and be like, oh, why did why do yeah, I Yeah, you like want to look like that. And it was probably mm-hmm. almost a good thing 10 years ago that yeah. we didn't have such, you know. Prevalence of that stuff. Of those, yeah. these sorts of platforms that showcase mm. all of that stuff all the time because I would have looked at that and compared myself and then felt really deflated because yeah. of it. Whereas now I kind of look at that and be like, mm, that's fake. She's probably had surgery. Maybe she's had a gastric <laughs> sleeve. Who even knows? Yeah. And it's not even body image as well. Like, oh my God, we can talk about this forever, but we won't. But also things like um, weddings as well, mm. relationships, like people post their highlight reel, yeah. you know, as you say, um, people post that their relationship is amazing and they're so in love and we don't know what goes on behind closed doors, you know. Um, people like lash out on weddings and um, they, you know, spend all this money to have this perfect wedding and make it look like so grand and everything. 
we don't know if they're living in a one-bedroom apartment and struggling outside of that. Oh, yeah, but, but I can they help portray- you make eight <laughs> figures. I can help you yeah. make eight figures even though I'm living in a one-bedroom yeah. apartment in like Woo yeah, Woo. yeah. But yeah. I can help you make eight figures. See? The you power, the, the power. The power. And I yeah. think it's really important that we are aware of where mm. we're investing our time. Yeah. You know, what kind of content we're investing our time in. Because mm. I know I could spend hours just scrolling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also where we're going to invest our money as well. Because like I said before, it's yeah. very easy to create an image online. Mm. You know, and it's very easy to create a very strong marketing campaign to run on social media to get people to invest in your image. Yes. And it's not necessarily real. I know. Crazy. You know? And I think when it comes to, especially the coaching space, it's so easy to do mm. because do they do these people even have qualifications? I know, that's you scary. Know? So I think we do have to really do our research and not necessarily be sucked into, you know, all of these campaigns mm-hmm. straight away because, yeah, like I said, it's very easy to create an image. It's almost an avatar, an online avatar, an online yeah. virtual world. I think that's what that guy, Mark Zuckerberg, wanted to do with that whole, um, oh, yeah. what's that thing he created? The space in... Oh, the metaverse. Yeah, that. Like where you create this, you know, this Image. whole, yeah, this whole thing of yourself. And um, I think that's where people are heading, to be honest. It's quite scary. Well, I think it's scary because people have so much more confidence online as well. Yeah. Like I said, you can be whoever you want to be Mm -hmm. online and Mm -hmm. you can be your most confident self. I experience it with dating apps all the time. Oh, my gosh. Hilarious. Um, Because people will jump on and be like, oh, he's sexy. And I'd be like, ew. Like, ick. Like, would you come up to somebody in a bar and say, he's sexy? Like, you would never do that. Yeah, they get. But you have this, like, big dick energy online Mm. that you would never have in real life. Yeah. And I can't deal with it i just have to immediately unfollow because it's too much it's too much and the funniest thing is when people find you on dating apps and then they slide into your dms even better because i haven't matched you on a dating app for a reason yeah but you're finding me online finding me online and thinking that you have the audacity to slide into my dms like i'm gonna respond (laughs) you know like my knight in shining armor and this is why i'm single it is a cesspool out there (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think you have to be aware of the content that you're consuming, the people that you're following yeah. and, you know, whether it's prevalent to your lifestyle yeah. as well. Yeah. Do you have any other comments? No, just don't feel bad if you block out the noise, yeah. you know, and we say this as like all the time, filter your life, filter the stuff that you're consuming, even if it is family, friends, mm-hmm. anything like that. If it makes you feel like shit, blo- block it out. Get rid of it because that's just not going to help you in any shape or form every single day if that's what you're consuming. Because, you know, subconsciously, you're, you might be thinking, oh, I'm just quickly scrolling. But you've seen that for one second yeah. and that'll play in your mind yeah. over and over. And I know it from experience that this mm-hmm. is what happens. So, yeah, feel but free to. I think to it's even the comments that people leave, like the ability yeah. of people to get on people's posts and comment mm. negatively. Yeah. Like, Firstly, who has that much spare time? Because if you have that much spare time, I need some of it because I don't have that much spare time. But also I think it goes back to that whole like people have this, you know, confidence online Mm. that they would never have in real life because you would never walk up to somebody and be like, you look fat. Yeah, yeah. But you all of a sudden you have the confidence to do it online. Like what the fuck? Mm. Like I just think it's so backwards Mm. and I think it's so unnecessary because – Look, I've got pretty thick skin and I've received a lot of terrible comments and it doesn't really bother me. 
but for some people it might. Mm-hmm. It might really bother them. And I think we do have to be really conscious if we are going to write a comment, what kind of comment that is, you know. Is it going to hurt somebody in a way? But then they can go and cry online. <laughs> <laughs> they love it. <laughs> well, yeah, we. I mean, if you want to create a video where <laughs> you want to film yourself crying, then I guess that is, that is acceptable. But yeah. no, I think, you know... I don't really see a need mm-hmm. for that and I see it all the time and I don't see it going away anytime soon. Yeah. But, yeah, it's really it's really crazy. So yeah. I think, yeah, I would agree with everything that you said, you know, filter your content, filter your life and don't be afraid to get rid of people. Yeah. If you need to. Yeah. So, guys, I hope you've enjoyed our episode today on social media. Uh, Please pop your comments below. If you have any comments or feedback, we'd love to hear them. And, of course, uh, if you like this podcast, please take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Until next time.